The following show contains adult content. It's not our intent to offend anyone, but we want to inform you that if you are a child under the age of 18 or get offended easily, this next show may not be for you. The content, opinions, and subject matter of these shows are solely the choice of your show hosts and their guests, and not those of the Entertainment Network or any affiliated stations. Any comments or inquiries should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for listening. Star Show with Ron Russell, bringing you the good times in music, fashion, pop culture, and entertainment. We got a fun show for you guys today. Uh, lots of people starting to show up in the chat room. We've got great guests. Today we have Disco Queen Sharon Brown and country music sensation Scott DiCarlo. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, before we get started, let's say hi to everybody. I, I'm starting off with my cool, outrageous man about town co-host, Mr. Ron Russell. Hello, everybody. Can you hear me? I don't hear myself. Yes, I can hear you. Okay, good. I'm, I'm not doing a commercial for these people. This is my lunch. You know, with Jimmy, you don't get a chance to eat. You always work, 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 work. So now I'm having my lunch, and it's delicious. It's a frappuccino mocha. Love them. <laughs> anyway, we've got the man behind the boards up in uh, uh, Philadelphia. We want to say hi to Scotty J. What's up, Scotty J? What's going on? Yay. And then we've got... Our fabulous Danielle at the W4CY Studios in Wellington, Florida. What's up, Danielle? Hello, hello, hello. There you go. <laughs> we got a ton of people in the chat room. Let's give some shout-outs. What's up? Uh, Eileen Shapiro is in the chat room. Um, Sabine Marketing is in the chat room. Uh, we have uh, Twism White Piece is in the chat room. What's Woo! up, Twism? White Piece. Dave Hughes from Stars Now UK. Pack Pack John is in the chat room. Uh, Bruce Glasgow's in the chat room. Everybody, uh, we're gonna have a fun show, you guys, today. And um, uh, I want to give special shout-outs to uh, oh, I, I, B. Claudia's not there yet, but she will be. So hi, B. I'm sure you're there. I want to give a special shout-out to Twism White Priest and Bruce Glasgow because they've been helping promote our Kickstarter campaign for the Celebrity Ghost Hunters um, comic book with Kadrosha Ona Karol, Eileen Shapiro, Jimmy Starr, and Ron Russell. And you can go to kickstarter.com and just plug in Kadrosha Ona Karol and it'll come up. We're trying to raise $3,000 for our, uh, Kickstarter campaign and for the comic book. Um, and we've got about $800, I think, so far. You can be a member of the comic book. You can donate a dollar, get your name in it. Come on, don't do that. This is serious. We need this comic book to get done. You want to be a TV show, right? We need the comic book to get the TV I show. No, not right now. <laughs> Come on, don't. Um, See what I mean? Marry an Italian or a Greek or a Frenchman. Lose these Nordics. No. Anyway. Marry a Jew. They're really good. Listen, too. you guys. The Celebrity Ghost Hunters comic book, it's going really good. So we please, we're in our first week. Um, we're a thir almost a third of the way there. We need to get the whole thing done. You can be a ghost. You can be a... Uh, picture in it. You can be a spirit. There's all kinds of things you can be in it. Or you can just buy the comic book for $15 um, and we'll send it to you as soon as it's available. I also want to thank Twism, White Piece, and Bruce for spreading the love on the new 
uh, Jimmy Stars World website celebrity blog. Um, we got named the 68th um, biggest celebrity slash entertainment blog in the world. Um, entertainment site. We're up there with like People Magazine, Entertainment Tonight, Perez Hilton. Uh, we're number 68 of the top 100, and we've only been around a short while, so I want to thank everybody who supported that. And now the dog is here visiting. How do we turn him off now that he's bored everybody to death? I didn't bore the everybody. They love 10 it. minutes of the show. They love it. They oh, love also, it. we went to the movies, you guys. Tell them about that. Okay. Downton Abbey, a hit. Fabulous. A we must. told him that last week. I'm Shut the fuck up. Okay. I'm doing reviews. See, you didn't oh, like did it. I was sticking my tongue in your mouth, and now I don't like it when you <laughs> cut me short. Sit there like a nice little boy and shut your fucking mouth. Hello, everyone. This is Ron Wonderful Russell. Anyway, Downton Abbey is definitely a go-see. I enjoyed it. It's spectacular. It's beautiful. And the ending is, spec is just something to be believed. Then we went to see what other movie? Ad Astra. No, no, I don't want to go there yet. What was the second Hustlers. One? No, we saw somebody. It too. Oh, it too. Very good movie. Different story. Not a chop 'em up, kill 'em, stupid movie like most are. It has a plot. It's interesting. The acting was very good. The CGI was fantastic. Definitely go see it. Now the piece of crap of the century that. The, the critics are saying is an Academy Award winner. The critics must be on dope <laughs> because the movie stinks. Brad Pitt's looking old, not so hot. Close-ups. The entire movie is close-ups. One close-up after another. I mean, even the ugly people are close-up, and they look uglier close-up than they do far away. And I don't pay money to go see ugly people close-up. You know, if you're going to act and play a part, play a part. But I don't need to see the nose hairs in your nose while you're acting. So that's what, not Brad Pitt, the other one, what was his name? Tommy Lee Jones. Tommy Lee Jones. Get a facelift, get a mask, do something. You're not attractive anymore. You've lost it. Shave. Tweeze your eyebrows or trim your eyebrows. They look like, like, like spider legs. Anyway, it was nauseating to have to look at these close-ups. Reason for close-ups is in movies, when they do a long shot, they need to do a set. They have to build a set. Sets cost a lot of money. So if they can get away with as many close-ups as they can, they don't have to spend money on the background or the set. So you go to see a movie. That's one close-up after another. And I mean close-up. I mean close-up. You see the pause. You could see Brad Pitt's pimples. You could see, I mean, it was just... If, the movies, Nauseating. The movies that I'm in, I'm telling you right now, if they pull close-ups like that, I'll edit the friggin' film myself. No way. I like the camera 15 feet away so that you can imagine, you know, use your imagination at what I could look like. Also, Eileen just jumped in and said, say hi to Doug from American High. What's up, Doug? Say hi to Doug. You know, they've been on the show like 10 times. Oh, Doug. There you go. I know, Doug. Okay. How are you, Doug? So anyway, we, we give Ad Astra a thumbs down. Oh, Terrible movie. Dog shit. And the story is stupid. He goes to Jupiter to find his father. <coughs> Excuse me, I'm choking to death from this film. <laughs> he goes to Jupiter to find his father. Now, somebody told me it takes like 33 years to go from Earth to Jupiter. So I don't know how he did it in less than an hour. But anyway, he finds his father, and his father doesn't want to go back to Earth, so his father flies off in space and dies. I mean, such a story, such a plot. Who cares? He didn't care for his father who abandoned him. So why should I, the viewer, sit there and care about the father? The film was a bomb. 
It was terrible. We hated it. Uh, it was. I wish we wouldn't have spent money on it. And we didn't go. And we didn't go. We went on a Friday night, which means we didn't like get our discounted tickets. <laughs> but then last night we went and saw Tits and Ass Hustlers, and it is awesome. I loved it. Jennifer Lopez is still hot for a woman her age. She's no chicken. She's beautiful. She's got a body, and she's got something about her that's very sexy. Uh, if you like tits and ass and you want to see naked bushes and nipples and stuff like that, go see Hustler. It's full of it. Dressings room full of putang. I mean, uh, straight guys dream to like, die in that room, I guess. It's hustlers, I guess, not hustle. Hustler. hustler. And these, hustlers. these chicks go out and they hustle guys. Because men are stupid. Men love to go to these pole swinging clubs. And they think the women really like them. Because women come over and go, hey, baby, you want a lap dance? I like you. They don't give a shit about you. Half of them are dykes and they're making it with each other. But anyway, they just go, you know, because they think this is it. So they're throwing $50 bills on the floor. So the hustler chicks make believe they're lesbians kissing and pull, grabbing each other's rubber tits. I mean, it's a joke. Anyway, they go ahead of themselves and they hustle $50,000 out of a few John's. And more, 100000 from one job by swiping their credit card, getting them stoned, and then telling them that this is what they wanted to spend. Well, I won't tell you the ending, but go see it. It's a good film. It's got and a it, great and cast. And it's real because, you know, I was in that, not in that business, but I was around those kind of people, and I know that it's a real thing it, that these chicks hustle like If that. you're a music lover, you will love it. It's got Haley Reinhardt in it from... Um, Riverdale. It's got Kiki Palmer from Everything, who's a host on BET. It has Constance Wu, who I, I wasn't familiar with her. She plays the Asian uh, girl in it. I wasn't sure who she was, but she was really the star of the film. Jennifer Lopez. And then there's cameos by Lizzo and uh, Cardi B and like all kinds of like hip Usher, all kinds of like hip hop and R&B people. The music in it's great. Uh, the visuals are great. They have a good time. It was just a good, fun, feel-good, like, interesting movie. And anybody who's... I just said all of that. I, I get to say things, too, fuckhead. Yeah, but not, don't repeat what I say. Well, don't worry about anyway, it. Anyway, go... You didn't say Lizzo and Cardi B and no, all the stuff. No, I don't even know who the I know. Well, I know are. you don't know who they but are. But I talked about what, what the movie was like. Anyway, go see the film. It's worth it just to see Jennifer Lopez swing on the pole. She did a fabulous job pole dancing. So for all you pervy guys out there that like to whack off, go see Hustlers. Yeah, it was good. You'll like it. And the soundtrack's good, too. We enjoyed it immensely. Immensely, didn't we, darling? Yes. We enjoyed it. Immensely, immensely. well. Rather nice, you know. <laughs> I like immensely. Immensely is so good. <laughs> I'm so British. Uh, you know who else was in it, too, was Mercedes Rule. I love Mercedes Rule. I wondered what happened to her. Why her career never took off where she could be a great actress, I'll never know. Because Mercedes Rule is a fabulous actress. Um, I remember her, oh my God, when she was at the airline ticket booth trying to get a, an airplane to go catch her husband who was cheating in that film with what's her name? Oh, and Julia Stiles is in it. Um, you know the movie I'm talking about? Uh, the Mafia movie? Yeah, Married to the Mob with Married Michelle to the, Pfeiffer. Married to the Mob. When the woman is saying, what seat do you want? Where do you want it? She <clears throat> says, just give me the fucking ticket. And she's screaming at the woman. Mercedes Rule is a fabulous actress. Let's see more of you, Mercedes. And come on the show. We'll help push you. 
Absolutely. Now say something about Mercedes Rule. I think I think I follow her on Twitter. I'm going to call her. I'm going to contact her because I like her a lot, and I would love for her to come on the show. Absolutely. So anyway, that was all our movies goings on. We're going to a fun red carpet tomorrow night and next Wednesday night. So everything is going good. Everything is fun. Ron's been working in the backyard. And um, I want to mention again, everybody, that if you're in L.A., we've got the Mars Rocks concert on October 18th, which is going to be a lot, a lot of fun. Oops, I'm going to sneeze. Now, tomorrow, if you have a flat ass... And you would love to have a J-Lo, you know, junk in the trunk S. Then you have to go where we're going tomorrow. We're going to a seminar event that where they're going to, uh, I guess, cut, slice somebody's cheeks open and shove a implant up there to give them a big S. I don't intend to watch that, but I'll go anyway. How come we got invited to that? I'll never know. And why we're going, I'll never know. To see a, a fake-ass seminar. No, it's not a fake-ass seminar. It's a red carpet for a... Uh, red carpet for a fake-ass seminar. No, it's not. It's a red carpet for a plastic surgery place where everybody in Hollywood goes to get their plastic yeah, surgery Yeah, but we're going to watch an ass being No, implanted. you're not. They're going to have all kinds of services being done where you can watch it, not just that. You know, folks, I mean, today it's just becoming a joke. Women have rubber boobs, you know, water bags, and now they have fake asses. So... I mean, they should just manufacture a fake uterus. This way you don't even have to bother getting married. Just plug in the box and have a good time. It's getting there. It's starting to become like robots. Women are really going to be obsolete. <clears throat> men will buy these beautiful, gorgeous robots with fabulous Yeah, but bodies. all the men are getting it done, too. <clears throat> Honey, the only men that are putting in ass is a Not gay Not asses, man. but they're doing everything else. Putting on tits? No. no. No, but they're getting facelifts and that's, tummy that's tucks. That's nothing. And... That's okay. But that's not putting in. That's fixing up. That's tightening what has fallen down. But what I'm talking about is, you know, my ex-wife, after having two children, she had pancakes, gigantic boobs, but they were pancakes. So she went in and had bags put in. And I swear to you, you know, I was grabbing them one night, and I thought I felt the, 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 the big tunnel, the funnel of the Titanic. That's a big funnel of the Titanic. I mean, it's water in there. You know, it's water bags, like balloons. It's just not like the real thing. So I used to squeeze them, and I would sing, you know, over the ocean we go. There you go. Sailing, anyway, sailing. so Pat Grant joined us from Canada. Hey, what's hey, up, Pat? Pat? How are you what's doing? And real quick, because we got to call a guest in a second, you guys, but I want to let everybody know Mars Rocks is October 18th at the Globe Theater in Los Angeles. Uh, Revolution and the Hailers are going to be performing. There's going to be all kinds of celebrities, a red carpet. It's a benefit for the Mars Society. If you want to get tickets, you can uh, go to uh, themarssociety.org and get now tickets. Now that I cannot wait to do. Because I'm going to meet aliens and people who have met aliens and people who know about, uh, what is it? 50, and we're going to be aliens on stage. 50, 50, um, yeah, we're going to be aliens. I'm so happy. The Martian Shantytown, the song, we're going to dance around right. as aliens. We're going to dance around as aliens, which is really nice because I am an alien. I believe I am a descendant of aliens. You have to like, love aliens. it. All right. Wait a minute. I'm not finished. I had a thought in my mind. Okay. That went away. Well, I have to like go anyway because we got to get going. So get going. But no, just this one thing about the alien thing. Oh, 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 oh! What is it? Fifty-one. What is it called? What is it called? Fifty-one. Area. Area fifty-one. I'm going to interview one of the guys that worked for years at Area fifty-one, who absolutely saw the dead bodies of aliens from a spaceship. 
I will get that for you, folks. He's not getting away from me until he answers that question, or I'll torture him to death. <laughs> yeah, anyway. Um, I also got a message. We want to say hi. Stefan Bell is uh, listening someplace. He sent me a text message. He said, you guys need to follow our Twitter. So follow at Dr. Jimmy Starr, at Ron Russell Show, and at Jimmy Starr's World on Twitter, everybody. Um, thanks. And now, Scotty right. J. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Gonna... Just a second. You said hi to Stefan for me. I'd like to say something. Give Tina a big kiss for me, Stefan. I really love her. Okay. Tina's his wife. I know. Say you hi to Stefan. Tina. Hi, Stefan. Okay. But I like Tina better. <laughs> yeah, well. So there you go. Hello, Stefan and Tina. Scotty J. Yep. Do you uh, have Sharon Brown on the line? Yep. All right, so we're going to play I Specialize in Love. You guys got the video, both of you? Yep. And if Scotty you can't be dancing, it's because I can't help it. Scotty J, you got the video? Specialize in love, yep. Yeah, we all got All right, so it. I enjoy you guys. So everybody, we're getting ready to call our first guest. Her name is Sharon Brown. She's a disco queen. This is her hit. It was a, a number one hit all over the world. The name of the song is I Specialize in Love. Enjoy.
Okay, we're back. We're live. All right, everybody. So that was I Specialize in Love uh, by Sharon Brown. And now we have her on the line. First, we're going to make sure we can hear her before we introduce her. Sharon, say hello. Bless up, family. Bless up, everybody. Yay. All right, here we go. Now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. Disco hey, Ron. Hey, Jimmy. Hey. What's up, beautiful guys? Yay. Sharon Brown, everybody. Hello and welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. What a blast. What a blast. Guys, you are gorgeous. Oh, isn't he? Isn't he gorgeous? I said so. You're gorgeous. Off camera, I said you look like a Stephanie Powers with a good tan. And you do. You look like Stephanie when you were singing in your video. Meanwhile, I miss disco. I miss that music so much. I loved it. I used to dance at 54 in New York. I was all over the place. Those were the days, my dear. And I danced to your song many, 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 many times. And what a pleasure and what an honor it is to meet you. Thank you so much for letting me dance to your beautiful music. Oh, Ron, thank you. That was so beautiful. Thank you for saying that. I mean that. I don't bullshit. I never bullshit anybody. I mean that with my heart. No, we have a lot of people that come on that I could give a shit about their music. You know, I make believe. I go, oh, that was nice. But (laughs) you know, you got to be nice, right? You got to be polite. But I'm from Brooklyn. You know, people from Brooklyn tell the truth. So I love your music. I just wish that it could have gone on and on and on. Why did we get rid of disco? Why did it go out of vogue? What do you think? Well, I don't think disco went anywhere. We've we've always um, kept the boogie shoes on, and we've still been dancing all over the place. It's just that um, the the culture, the 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 mood, the vibe changed. You know what I'm saying? Things changed from loving each other and loving good times and each other and music and respect for our community and for each other. That seemed to uh, take a back seat. It seems as though hell has increased itself. Absolutely. I agree with you. So it's much. not just the music. It's the attitude and the frequency change in the human being and in, in us. We have allowed greed and all the other terrible, terrible attributes that we need not be bothered with to take hold, take root. And it's grown. It's mag- magnified so, so much that we have seen so much death, so many people we've lost, um, unnecessarily so. And that's why I stand on the platform. I specialize in love and I say to people now, make a promise, make a promise to me, to yourselves and to the one true creator of all living things that you will fall in love with yourself. Fall in love with yourself. Because it's not there. I I also believe it's a generation that didn't teach the young today respect, how to love oneself, and how to achieve your dreams. It seems that the generation, I don't know what generation it is, it would probably be the generation that were in their 20s, in the 70s or 80s, they missed something because their children today are mostly rude, uh, (laughs) not polite, not polite. And those that think they're talented are full of shit. And their heads are full of it. So I don't know what kind of people we have now, but the hatred that they have for a president, the humiliation of another human being, 
the derogatory statements that are made for people of importance is just not American. It's just not who I am or who you are. You right. came you came from a time when we were, you know, everybody said about prejudice and black and white. That's bullshit. I came from New York and Brooklyn. My best friends were black. I never understood that bullshit about prejudice and hatred for black people or Jewish people or gay people until I went out in the world. And then yeah. I found that crap. But living in Brooklyn, we all got along great. We were all just neighbors. You know, no, I didn't know who was who was what. I know. So t today they emphasize on the black, the white, the yellow, the green, the blue. I mean, get over that shit. Move on. We're all human beings. Let's That's just go have a party. Let's go disco. Let's go dance. Let's go fucking have fun. <laughs> I agree, but it, it's really, it's the people that are in power, the people that call the shots in the music industry. You know, it, it's all about numbers and, and they don't care about the talent. They don't care about the music. It's about numbers. And if your numbers aren't high and 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 um, lucrative for everyone that's uh, involved, then you you're irrelevant. It doesn't matter. It's all about numbers. And the same thing is in actors. We actors, we have to worry. Every movie I make, I make movies because my score is is low or high. I suppose we which way? The IMBD needs to be low. Yours. Yeah, my my IMBD is pretty good, so I get music. Now let you me talk lowest. about. Hold on, hold on, because we we skipped way too wait, many just things. One more statement. Let me talk about Patti LaBelle. I mean, she doesn't need numbers, okay? Patti LaBelle can fill a house. Tina Turner. But uh, they don't play her music on the radio. Patti no, be no, because nobody wants their music. They're too stupid today to get a good music. <laughs> they don't know. They, they don't hear Patti LaBelle, what she's saying, or Tina Turner, what's love got to do with it. I mean, those were songs. And also this lady's song. I mean, they're great songs. So hang on, though, because first of all, um, First of all, we have we want you to say hi to some people. First, you got to say hi to our our man behind the videos. His name's Scotty J, and he's in Philadelphia. So say hi to Scotty J. Hey, Scotty J, in Philly. What's up, baby? Hey, Miss Brown. The years have been kind. Oh, kind of you to say so. <laughs> then we've got uh, at the W4CY Studios in Wellington, Florida. We have Danielle. Hi, Danielle in Florida. Hello, hello. Welcome to the show. And may I add, I definitely dug your music. I love that old school music. I'm a millennial, and I think our, our music sucks. And I wish we had more Patti LaBelle and Tina Turner and Miss Brown herself. Oh, how let's, kind of you to say let's thank Let's never you, leave out my idol, who I fell in love with her music when I was 16, Mary Wells. Oh, my God. That's why I got into the business. I was a young girl, Motown. I used to, oh, my God. Oh, my God, I adored, I adored Mary. Adored Mary her. was the best. Absolute, clear, crisp. You could understand her lyric. My mom used to say to me, she wanted me to be a nurse. And she said, well, if you're going to sing, make sure you don't pronounce your words with this that, those, and, and them. Exactly. Yeah. This, that, those, and them. Right. That's what she said to me. I swear to God. But Mary Wells never, ever had that problem. I understood all of her lyric, and she delivered it with such emotion. Like oh, my it. God. We're, we're best friends forever. Mary's my my idol. 
Love, you'd better wake up, yeah, before we break up and you lose me. <laughs> Look to me. Little I me. love that. I love Mary Wells. When Mary passed away, I thought music went down the sewer. I was heartbroken. Mary Wells, you know, in my neighborhood in Brooklyn, we used to have portable radios that we had on our shoulders, not the boom boxes, the old. I'm going to be yeah. 80 in May, so go back. I'm 79 years old now, so go back oh my in time. God. You look gorgeous. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So we go back. I go back a long, long way. And in the early 19, no, the middle 1950s, Motown kind of said it was the ink spot started in. Uh, there were so many uh, groups. Black people started to become famous as group singers. And of course, there was controversy because the others didn't want that to happen because they knew that the black people had talent and could sing and had a new sound. And they were threatened by that. So they were putting it down. But I remember all the greats of the early days, and I was just a Motown freak. But I want to just put it out there again. Mary Wells, wherever you are, my dear, I love you. Hang on. So then we've got a chat room with like all kinds of countries represented. We've got England. We've got Canada. We've got Germany. All kind. Of, so say a hi to everybody in the chat room. Hello, everyone in the chat room. Everyone have- in the chat room. Remember what I said. Fall in love with yourself. There you go. You have to respect yourself also. And Dave Hughes, when you were playing your song, I Specialize in Love, he said that he used to spin that in the clubs all the time. And he says he has a an, a box of albums of yours, and he's got I Make You Feel Like the First Time. I'll Make You Feel Like the First Time. Uh, is that you? That was my first label that I established on my own. And I had plans on launching the label and putting other artists on along with myself. And I think that was in 1986. And as I uh, made my deal with Sunshine Distributors out of Philly, I discovered that I was pregnant with my second son. Okay. Son or my first son, how long ago? It must have been my first son. He also. (laughs) No, my second son. Yeah, my second son. He was born in 87. <laughs> he actually says that your albums sell really good on eBay. Your vinyl albums, he said they get 80 pounds of pop on on, on your albums due on eBay. <laughs> oh, that's, that's wonderful true. to know. That's wonderful <laughs> to know. <laughs> I, I, have, I have a question. It's kind of a political question. We have so many uh, friends of ours uh, who are great singers of these 80s and 90s, like Joy. Actually, hold on. Before you even go there, I can name them all, and you probably know them all. No, no, wait, because I know something you don't know. Who's, so, who's my sweetheart? So, uh, one of our favorite groups and very, very close friends of Ron and I are Expose, who actually released "I Specialize in Love" on their own album. They did a cover of it on their own on their albums, and, and Expose are great friends of ours. Right. Wonderful. I've never met them. Oh, my gosh, you have to meet them. They would love yeah. you, and you would love them. Joya Bruno is the one I'm talking about. Joya has said how the uh, establishment robbed her blind. She earned millions of dollars for the establishment and wound up with, like, 500 bucks. <laughs> I mean, not yeah, only girl. that, but wait a second. I have other friends that we – should I name my sweetheart who I love so much? BNGB, I don't know who. Oh, BNGB I love also. Uh, my uh, Lily McLeod. Got robbed. You know who Lily McLeod is? She had a dance hit in the 80s also, but... 
But the expose was different though because they had eight top ten hits. Anyway, all and they of didn't these, make any all money. All of these girls, all <laughs> of these girls were robbed by the establishment back in those days. They all wound up with nothing, which is horrible. Did that happen to you, or were you too smart? It happened. Yeah, unfortunately. It happened. I didn't see a dime. Well, the I story I want to pass on to you is. Somebody who I'm really crazy about, CC Pensington. Peniston. Peniston. I said I'm, Peniston. Going to, I'm going to do a show with CC October 26th at the Lehman College Performance Center of Arts. Well, yes. you'll give her a big squeeze, a hug, and a kiss from Ron Russell because I, I love her. Will. And I she, certainly will. She got screwed major because Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, they used her song finally. Okay. And never gave her a nickel, and they changed the title of the song to use it in the movie. So I said to Cece, go after them and sue their asses off. She said, Ron, that's what I exactly I, I intend to do. It's horrible what, what the uh, big shots did. I don't know if they were mafia. I don't know really who controlled the music business back then. But the way they just abused all of this great talent, and they got nothing for it. That saddens me. Yeah, well, that seems to be the um, the climate for um, most of us. And I think when the hip hop culture took over, uh, a lot of us, I know I did, I started paying attention to the youth and seeing what was going on. And then I realized how much money these guys were making. And a lot of them had zero talent. I'm sorry. Zero talent, but they were making buku money. Their numbers, their numbers were outrageous on all social media platforms. So I'm saying, what's going on? So I had a conversation with one of the biggest hip hop artists out there in the world today. And he simply said to me, Sharon, pay your way up. Now you take that for what it is. Pay what did, your what did way he say? Up. Pay okay. your way up. P A Y pay P A Y pay your way that? up. What does that mean? I don't get it. It means that they got to pay to get all those things. Oh, you have to pay to get the numbers. I think that's what it means because I know well, that. Well, that always was. I mean, years ago, if you were pushing somebody, My point music, exactly. It's never changed. It's no. never changed. It may have put on a new pantyhose. It may put on a uh, new hat. May have changed the shade of lipstick, but it's the same shit. Pay your way up. Years ago, in order to get your music on a station, you had to grease them good. Get them a lot of money to get your number up there, your song up there. You still got to do second. But I, I thought they outlawed it's still the same that. Same way, Ron. Yeah, it's, it's still the same, the same way. Same way. I remember when Specialized was done, we had it on vinyl. We're here in America, in New York City. Corey Robbins from Profile Records. I mean, he took the record under his arm and hit the street. We went to club to club and sometimes he would take me with him. He would go to the DJ booth, let them know who he was, what he had, and that the artist is in the audience. And whatever else he had in the other hand would be greased the other palm of the DJs. Yeah. And they would, spin, they would spin the records all day long, all night long, and continue to do so. I watched these guys hit the street and they greased a lot of palms. You help me, I help you. That's the name of the game. I'm not ashamed of it. 
because I know that's what it is. It's, it's, it's like that in everything, in every business. You help me, I help you. You look out for me, I look out for you. And then we have the enemies to watch out for. It's, it's the same everywhere. The only thing is that I say to anyone that loves this industry like we do, first of all, you got to love what you do. Yes. You got to love it. You got to love what you do. Because if you don't, there's so many ugly things you know, in this industry or in business general, so many ugly things and ugly people and ugly agendas. You have to love what you do. You love what you do. You love yourself. You're happy with you. You're comfortable in your skin. You pay no attention. Stay focused on your goal. Stay focused well, no matter what. We're really not in that part of the business. And Jimmy and I, we promote everybody and we don't want anything. We never ask for money or favors. And we have so many friends that really love us and we love them. Uh, That's out of love. That's you know, the key. I mean, I've met some dream boats. You know, I was at a party that Jimmy loves this story. And who do I meet? Sister <laughs> oh, oh. Sledge. Now, Kathy I, I, Sledge. Now, Kathy, Kathy then Sledge. Listen to me, honey. I'm not dropping Kathy. names. But wait, okay, listen, Jane Russell was my best friend. I knew Betty Davis very well. Okay, because I had a TV show where I interviewed them all. So celebrity does not excite me or knock yeah. me over. <clears throat> we were at a TV wait, screening for I'm a jump, TV show. I'm jumping up and down yelling, Jimmy, Jimmy, come he's over He's making here. a total fool of himself it's in front of Five Pepper. It's Sister Sledge. And he's like screaming across the room. And Kathy's looking at me. I said, no, forgive me, but I love you so much. I love your song. Oh, my God. I was like a kid, a teenager. And here I am, like maybe 65 years old, acting like an idiot. Well, Kathy appreciates 70. 70. Kathy loved it so much that we bonded, and I love Kathy Sledge. She and is she a, was our first guest on our when we went from returned from radio to television. She right. was our very first guest. And we lived one town away. We lived in Doylestown, and I won't tell you where she lived, but she lived in the next town over from us in Pennsylvania. So she was coming into the house for dinner, and she said to me, "Can I bring a friend?" I said, "Absolutely." She said, "Yeah, I'd like to bring Patty Labelle." Well, I dropped dead. <laughs> I felt I felt I couldn't even speak. I said, "Wow, wow, wow me that talks all the time. I could I couldn't breathe. I, I thought I was having a coronary. What the fuck am I gonna cook for Patty Labelle? I mean, she's a great cook. You know, Patty yeah. had a cooking show. Mm. Didn't work anyway, anyway though. Anyway, it we never moved. happened because we moved. So when I will see Kathy, I'm gonna say, Kathy, let's go to dinner, and you have to bring." Patty, because I adore Patty LaBelle, and she knows that. So, but but Kathy Sledge is one of the sweetest, nicest. I bet you know Kathy Sledge. Do you right? know Kathy? I have never met Kathy. Oh, she's a doll. You would love her. She's just a regular guy. She's a sweetie pie. You get to work with everybody, though. First of all, uh... wait, wait. Did you ever work with Tina? I've Tina not Turner? worked with Tina, but I did meet her. How is she? Nice. No, yeah. Well, when I met Tina, she was still under the influence of Ike, so she didn't okay. have much to say. Oh, that's she too bad because she's so too fabulous. Busy, too busy getting beat up. Hold on. So also, we have Eileen Shapiro's in the chat room, so give a shout-out to Eileen. Hello, my precious Rainbow Bright. Yeah, Rainbow Bright. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And she says she's going to be at the show where you're doing with Cece. She's going to be at that show, so she's going to oh, see you. Wait, where is that show? Let's hear more about it. That's going to be October 26th at Lehman College in the Bronx. Oh, I wish I were there. I would be there. Yeah, that's yes. fun. We, we miss Please all the good stuff. You, you guys got to come out west. 
You know, we oh, could use you. We do. You know, we do. It's CC's on the show. Myself, Fonda Ray, Franz Jolie. Uh, I believe uh, I'm leaving someone out, but th- for right now, I do know that uh, so far. But I'm excited because CC is going to be on the show. And as you know, she just did the uh, TV show Black Girls Rock, her right. and Robin S. And they and um, Crystal Waters and and they really did rock it. So I'm I'm very anxious to see Cece, and I and we've will. We've actually give, had uh, we had Cece know. on the show and we've had Crystal Waters on the show. Right. And um, and I'm, I'm waiting for. And now we have you on the show. It's and so now exciting. you have Sharon. That's yes. right, Sharon Brown. Well, little little by little, I'm meeting all my favorite people, and that makes me happy. But uh, Cece, you know, I wanted to come out west because I'm trying to get her booked oh. here in the Purple Room. And we have oh, to know what she's available. So wouldn't it be nice if we booked you and Cece at the and at the Purple you Room? You have my permission. And it's in Palm Springs. You'd have to travel. I don't think they'd take my permission. Do you know? Um, because at Christmas time we have. I can have your permission. You have a permission you to book Oh, oh, okay, okay. So, so there was a, a uh, I think there's a book series about the women of disco. Yeah. And we had the a bunch of the ladies come on the show, and I could have sworn I saw you mentioned with them in that were you in a book or a show about the women of disco if they mentioned me it might have been just a little filler line or just a passing thought because i was never interviewed for the book i was totally overlooked but then i did hear from james arena who was that's it okay there's the guy okay he did reach out and said at some point he was going to do another uh, volume of, of disco dance music or whatever, and that he would be um, interested in putting me in the book. But we never, ever, ever took it any further than that. So I decided, you know what, I've been overlooked so much in this uh, industry since I came out um, in 82. And I guess it has a lot to do with the fact that I am an American, but I'm a British import. My music was imported back into the United States before the United States even grabbed hold of it. And that happened through Frankie Crocker over at WBLS Radio in New York City, which is my home base radio station. And once Frankie Crocker broke the record, then the rest of the country followed suit. But I was already a hit in the UK. I was on the Virgin label there, and Richard Branson was my host. Oh, how um, cool is that? I mean, you have such experiences. It's just sick. Well, that's why you're good. so awesome. Now, Sharon, what did you think of Donna Summer? I thought Donna Summer had a great, great career. She had great a great team around her. Um, and I hope with all my heart that she experienced magnanimous joy throughout the career. I just hope that she did. She made some beautiful babies. Her daughters are absolutely drop drop dead gorgeous. And I just hope everything um, in the bloodline in Donna's summer family is still okay. Everyone's thriving. Um, I I loved Donna and she's gone and she's missed and, and she had this disco sound on lockdown. Um, I just miss Donna. I love Donna and I miss her. And I, you know, so it, you, the whole you knew her as a friend. Donna's from the same area that I lived in here in Dorchester, Massachusetts, her sister, the Gaines family. She has sisters uh, and um, her sisters are still involved in music as well, but they're, they're still in Massachusetts as well. And so it was just kind of like we wanted to maybe get us all together that came out of this area um, you know, it was the Belle Biv DeVoe, New Kids on the Block, New Edition, Donna Summer, myself, 
another talent, Larry Wu, um, Maurice Starr was doing all the producing, 9.9 Margot Thunder. We were all coming out of this, this uh, black neighborhood in Roxbury, Dorchester, Massachusetts, because I came up to Massachusetts to go to school over at New England Conservatory what of Music. Royalty. I mean, that's like that's total royalty. That's why you're so well spoken. Now, we, right. have, we have other people we love from Chic. Says Chic. <laughs> They're two of our sweeties also. We love them. We met them through Kathy Sledge, actually. We met them through Kathy Sledge. Sheik, say Sheik, say Magnif. (laughs) I love those girls. They are the sweetest girls in the world. Um, I did a show with them last year at the Lehman College. It was Disco Explosion, and we're going to do Disco Explosion 2, October 26th. But I've met the girls, worked with them. And yes, they are lovely. But when you mention chic for me, it takes me to specialize in love because very few people realize that the keyboard player from chic, Andy Schwartz, is the arranger for I Specialize in Love and also the keyboardist that plays that beautiful tag that everyone hears as soon as the record drops. Wow. That's Andy Schwartz from the group chic. And, and and another little tidbit, all the musicians that play that music we all fell in love with on Specialize in Love is by the group out of Brooklyn called Crown Heights Affair. Yay. That's great. From so you also, though, because you're from... Like- I love you as a guest. My God, you're so full of information. I could be with you for hours. Also, though, hours like, and hours. Because I, I, I went on your Wikipedia, and I saw that, that you're the actual niece of Phil Medley, and he co-wrote Twist and Shout. I mean, you so you come from royalty. Like, you're like music royalty before you even started. And I think your your father maybe was a famous drummer who worked with a bunch of people, and, and you've worked with Blood, Sweat, and Tears and Todd Rundgren. I mean, you're like royalty. Then if your yes. father... If your That's father A lot of people don't realize that. I'm so thankful, Jimmy, that you brought all that up. Yes, I didn't just come in with Specialized in Love. I had been putting in the work behind the scenes. I was a CBS songwriter, and my first assignment was Blood, Sweat, and Tears. Now, this is the time during when um, Powell left the group as lead singer, and then we had a new lead singer from Rare Earth, a rock group called Rare Earth. The lead singer is Jerry LaCroix, Jerry joined Blood, Sweat, and Tears. CBS Records directed myself and the producer, Hank Cosby, who was an ex-Motown producer of Stevie Wonder and played the saxophone on many of those records and was famous, but no one knew who he was. But Hank and I produced Blood, Sweat, and Tears um, album. It's called Mirror's Image. It's the LP with all the eyeballs on the cover. My song is the third song. It's called Love Looks Good on You. And it has the Motown kind of a, a early sound to it. And Jerry LaCroix sang the hell out of it. I sang the demo for him. And then I did all the background work on that song. And it's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful song. Love Looks Good on You. You can find it on YouTube. Um, and it's a beautiful song. And I was writing about love long, long time ago, way back in the 70s. Then I started um, doing background work with um, Todd. Um, uh, oh, my God. Felix Cavallari. What a joy from the young rascals. How do you um, remember all these names? I know, how do you remember all I, 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 I forget <laughs> Jimmy's name sometimes. 
Baby, I just had such beautiful people in my life that gave me so much information. I'd learned so much about music and Felix and and, and I, we would hang out in the Bronx when I lived over there in the Pelhams and Blood, Sweat and Tears, the horn section. They would come to my living room and we'd be jamming in there just writing new music. I'm a musician, so I would really, really, really just find my peace and my joy when I was around creative people. And all these cats were, were great creators, okay. even though- now, All these cats, I love wait, wait. that, all these now cats. Now listen, my, I, I, I had a good friend, and your father was a drummer, you'll know my friend, Earl Palmer. Did you know Earl Palmer? The name sounds very familiar, he and was, it just hit, it made me kind of like get goosebumps because my family, one of the family names, on my mother's side is Palmer. Well, Earl Palmer was a, a studio uh, drummer, and he was probably one of the best in the business. Uh, we have friends that are from uh, Pink Floyd, and all those guys respect and know Earl. Everybody in okay. the rock business know. So you must have heard Earl Palmer. You had to. I probably have, but you have to understand, my dad, Al Brown, William Brown, that he was a drummer, but my father was a jazz enthusiast. His roots were jazz, 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 his favorite. He loved saxophonists and he loved um, Gene Rollins and he loved uh, Cannonball Adderley. And matter of fact, it was my father, on my father's request that when I went to Los Angeles to try to pursue my music career, that I look up Cannonball Adderley. My father told me not to bother to try to look for R&B stars, R&B, none of that. He said, go and find the real cats that know the real music. Because that's, yeah, that's weird. That's what my daddy said. So I went to LA, I met Cannon. Cannon took me under his arm, under his wing and loved every bit of the, the, the music that I presented to him. And he said to me, after a few meetings, he said to me, Sharon, I will produce your album when I get back from the gig in Phoenix. And I was on cloud nine, happy, happy. I called daddy. I said, daddy, Cannon said he will do it. He loves the music and he loves one of your favorite songs because it was a swing type song and my father loves swinging. So, I love swing too. Yeah. So Cannon said, okay, Sharon, we'll be on, we'll be in business when I get back from Phoenix. So he went on to Phoenix to do his show there. And I'm anxiously waiting on him to come back in LA. And in the middle of the night, I get a phone call from some chick that right now I think she's the most wicked. But anyway, she <laughs> calls me. <laughs> she calls me on the phone and says to me in a very facetious voice and tone. Sharon, haven't you heard? Have you heard? I said, no, heard what? I was asleep. What did, what did I miss? She says, Cannon is dead. Oh, no. And I, I couldn't even, I was speechless. And she said, did you hear me? Cannon is dead. And I said, what? Are you, what? Yeah, he's dead. Now what are you going to do? Oh, my God, what a terrible, evil person. Did you ever smack her around? (laughs) I never saw her again because my divine guardians would not allow me to go to jail. That's right. That's right. Now, now did, did, did you ever meet Diana Ross? Oh, my God. Here we go with the Diana story. Let me give you this one. Oh, I love this. Let me tell you, years ago, a single mom, I have a best girlfriend named Shirley. 
we both have kids and no man. And we're really trying to do this thing on our own. But we're just like, oh my God, we're never going to do anything because we're young mothers and we're not going anywhere. And we were on welfare. So I get the bright idea. Let's save up our welfare money as much as we can and give after parties at night on the weekend and save all that money and take a trip to Los Angeles. Well, long story short, we did it. We booked a trip for one week in San Francisco, one week in Los Angeles. We get to San Francisco. I'm thinking it's California, sunshine, blue skies and heat. I get to San Francisco. I'm, I'm wearing a poncho see-through net with um, gladiator boots. It was freezing. I was freezing my ass off when I got up. <laughs> I said, what the hell? This is California. What is this? It was freezing. So long story short. We ran around San Francisco for a minute. Then we went into um, L.A. We get to L.A. I start meeting all these people. I end up over at the Motown studio. Stevie Wonder's recording Talking Book. I think it was Talking Book at the time. Or 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 Life in the Key of, or key of Life. Something in the Something. Key of Life. Yeah, that one, that one. So we're watching Stevie, and we meet Stevie. We meet T-Boy, Arthur Ross, Diana's oldest brother. Then we meet her other brother, Fred. Then Fred says, Hey, come with me. Let's go to Diana's house. Oh, yeah, we're going. So we go over to Maple Drive in Hollywood in Beverly Hills. Diana's not home. I don't know what's going on. The gates are all locked up. Fred gets the right idea to jump over the fence. He jumps over the fence. <laughs> Diana has um, Doberman Pincher dogs over there. So I guess they, yeah, I guess they knew Fred because Fred was back there wrestling with the dogs. All we could do was hear him. <laughs> Finally, he opens the gate. He lets me and my girlfriend in. It's a beautiful spread. The beautiful. We're at, we're at the pool. Two nice bathrooms out there with buckets of swimsuits for males, swimsuits for females. At the time, I was almost 200 pounds. I tell you, I swear I was a big girl. And I, I couldn't <laughs> find a damn bathing suit in Diana's basket to fit me. I mean, all the suits would only wrap around one of my arms. So I said, what the hell is this? <laughs> So I found this beautiful satin pink scarf, long. I wrapped it around and made it a suit. So now we're out there in the pool having a good time. My girlfriend can't swim. Fred's drunk. He jumps, jumps in the pool, bumps his head. He comes up bleeding. All of a sudden, <laughs> yeah, all of a sudden the lights come on in the pool. Somebody's in the house. We look. It's Miss Ernestine, Diana Ross's mother. <laughs> Now we're busted in the pool. I'm like, oh shit, what are we gonna do now? So she called Fred and Fred's explaining that th these two women he has with them are harmless. We're good people, we're friends. And one of them is into music, which was me. So she says, okay, she invites us in the house. Oh my God, I get in the house, the kitchen, the room off of the pool was decorated in the bright yellow and white plaid wallpapers, big stainless steel um, um, appliances, this big mural of the Supremes painted on the wall. <laughs> white. The bathroom, I had to go use the bathroom. You know that trick. Can I use your bathroom, please? So I go in to use the bathroom, and it's all black. The ceiling, the walls, the floor, shiny black. And the only color in there was lemon-shaped soap. I thought it was fabulous, fabulous. So I'm like in my glory. Then the phone call comes. It's Diana Ross. She cusses her brother out for all he's worth for having strangers in her house. And she was giving birth to her first child, Rhonda. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! What a lucky break we got! 
She gives birth to Rhonda and she asks her mom to bring my girdle. I thought that was the funniest thing ever. It's my personal <laughs> story of Diana Ross. Never met the lady, but I loved her mom. I met her mom and her brothers. And I was in her home, and she has a beautiful home, and I know she likes pork chops. <laughs> <laughs> I love your laugh. You have the greatest laugh. You have got to come back on this show, or I will quit the business. Because you are, you are you one hell of a person. You are a fabulous character, and a great talent, and a good, good guest. Probably one of our best. Now, let's go on. Let's go on. I'm trying to think of, we have a story. <laughs> A very good friend of ours, Ozzy, comes to our house for dinner. And she Ooh. said, may I bring a friend? And I said, of course you could bring a friend. And they brought this lovely lady, a black lady, who I thought maybe was in prison for a long time because she, she, didn't, she didn't give her name and she wouldn't talk about herself. And I thought this is kind of rude and weird that I'm feeding this woman at my dinner table and she's not telling us who she is or what she's all about. So I'm assuming she may, could have been a nun or something, or she was in jail for many years. And finally, after dinner and lots of drinks, after dinner and lots of drinks, she said to me and Jimmy, I really like you guys and I can trust you. So I'm going to tell you who I am. And I said, well, who are you? And she said, I forgot. I she, forgot. What's his name's wife? I know. Uh, the, the the Motown guy. Well, uh, the, she's a, she was a Gordy. Gordy. She's Gordy. Do you know who she Not is? Not Barry Gordy, but the other Gordy, the, uh, the brother was, she Gordy. Was, she was married to Barry Gordy's brother. She's a Gordy. You know who she is. She's a stunningly looking woman in her 70s, way out. Looking for the pictures. Way out. You have to know her. What was her first name? I, I forgot. Gordy, the only Gordys that I met was um, Anna and Gwen. Gwen was the real, real Gordy that I actually sat down and broke bread with and got information. Gwen Gordy invited me to her home. And this one lives time, in Las Vegas. This one lives in, she lives in Las Vegas. She's invited us to her home in Vegas whenever we're there. Be Anna. That's a Gordy. That's a real Gordy. Anna. Yeah, she, real Gordy. Yeah, she was yeah. married to Barry Gordy's brother. Barry Gordy oh, was is a Gordy. No, that, that, we have the wrong person. Anna is a Gordy. She, Anna is a Gordy. There's not Mary. Mary oh, no, no. This, this, this one was married to the brother. Okay. I can't think of a name, but she's a sweetheart. And I said to her, why? she was telling us the most fabulous stories. Oh, about Diana Ross, what a bitch she was. <laughs> she's <laughs> yeah, not a fan. I've never met Diana um, personally, but I know that Diana has the reputation of being a bitch. But I don't feed into it because she's never bitched me. You know what I'm saying? She's yeah, never. I agree. Me. I agree. So I'll, I agree. I'll wait till I get bitched by her before I'll, I'll speak. <laughs> I, I agree. I agree. But we've had some really interesting people. But I thought she was the most fascinating because I really, and I told her, I said, I thought you were in prison for many years. And she went hysterical, <laughs> laughing. She said, well, you know what it is. When we when I go out and I tell them who I am, everybody starts to sing. <laughs> I said, everybody wants to They audition. And I said to her, no, I'm an actor and a comedian. I don't <laughs> sing. <laughs> so she, she told us who she was. But she was a uh -huh. sweetie pie. 
We've, yeah. been, we've been very fortunate, though. I want to bring up one other thing real quick, too, because you have another song, and I, I listened to it, and then I did some research, and they said it was a huge underground hit, even though I don't even know if it was formally released, and it's called Family Tree that you helped write and you sing on. Tell us a little bit about that. Uh, Family Tree uh, was a song. I was in a group years ago uh, before I got a, a hit record. I was working for CBS Records, actually, just before that. And I was in a group called Rainbow. Yeah. And uh, it was Charles Green, guitarist, Chuck Perham on bass, Dorian McGee on drums, uh, Ronnie Bishop on keys, uh, and myself, lead singer. And uh, Ronnie, the keyboard player, came to me once in New York, and he had a little melody and a little structure of a song. And it was Family Tree. And it was very, very, very Sly Stone. It was very, very in the vein of Love, Sly. Yay. Love Sly. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you a good story it's about a Sly. Family yes, it is. And um, so when I got the song from Ronnie, I, I took it and I finished the lyric and changed it and rearranged it and, and just made it a real song. And then I went to California. I ran into Norman Whitfield, who became my mentor. And uh, we recorded the song in L.A. I was on the jogging track and I was jogging while they were in the studio putting the song together. And I completely forgot there was session time. I remembered at the last minute, so I didn't have time to go and change. <laughs> so I ran into the studio full of sweat, full on my sweatsuit. I was a sweaty mess. Ran into the booth. I sang the lead, sang the horn part so the horn players could play it. We got it done, and I left L.A., never looked back. Next thing I know, Norman had released it on Whitfield Records. It started floating around, and next thing I know, um, the DJ uh, got hold of it. Uh, I forgot his name. Uh, uh, Fat Boy Slim. He got hold of it, remixed it, put some Congos on it. It became a huge, huge underground hit in the U.K. It became a, uh, it was a, a song for a movie. Uh, it was it was doing a lot of things, and I'm saying, well, okay, it's doing all these things, but where's the money at? So that song was the very first hit, underground hit, and and I've had people come to me and ask me to you know license it out, which I have done on several occasions. Um, what I'm seeing is that it's not generating. I'm a BMI writer, and BMI is not tracking uh, Family Tree or any of my music the way it should. And um, so I have a problem with BMI and I'm try trying now to switch over to ASCAP as a publisher and I'll write under a different name and go put it in um, ASCAP because uh, BMI, I've, I've been with BMI since the 70s and they haven't generated $1,000 yet. Uh, that's terrible. Especially now, is, that the song, you have. Is, is that the same as Family Affair, the song? No. No, it's, it's not. It's, it's not Family Affair, but Family Tree it was very sly, stonish, and I changed it. And then actually I was going to let's see if I can get it to Sly to sing. But I wrote something else for Sly. Um, I had been under Norman Whitfield's wing for a while over at Fort Knox Studio in California. And and uh, I think it was Warner Brothers. They were going to do a new album on Sly and the Family Stone. And they needed some new music. And at the time, Motown got involved. I, yeah, Motown, Mark, uh, David David, uh, the producer over there, or Mark Davis, that's what his name, Mark Davis. And um, he was producing uh, The Temptations, Standing on Shaky Ground. 
and they were getting into that funk sound. So I wrote a song for Sly. If you remember when Sly did that record, there's a riot going on, that album with the big American flag on the cover. If you remember, if you ever look at the song listings of that at that LP, there was one song called There's a Riot Going On, but there was no song. It was just a title and blank sheet music, no song. <laughs> yeah, that's live for you. So I said, okay, let me pick that up. So I took the title, There's a Riot Going On, and I actually filled in the music blank and I filled in the song, the music and the lyric, and I played bass on it because I, I play different instruments for different sounds. How many instruments do you play? Oh, no, we ha we lost her. What happened? Scott. Oh, Scott, get her back. We only have yeah, yeah, minute. someone tried to call me. Uh, so oh. anyway. Oh, wait, hit the video I, I, button yeah, again. Hit, hit the video button again. We lost you. No, we're there. We're there. We got her. We right. got her. We don't have we her. Don't you don't her. see her? No. We, we don't see. have her. Oh, Wait a minute. Weird. Hold up. Hold up. Well, All right. Yeah, I had her. So I don't know. That's weird. Hey, I see you go. guys. You now I go? see you. Now we see almost. you. Almost. Well, now you're standing in front finger. of the camera. Now we see oh, your finger. Oh, we see her. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we know where you live. Right now. You got to turn you the camera me? around because now we see you outside the windows of your house. Oh, now, how did I do that? I'm telling you, wait a minute. Let's do this. Again. <laughs> you have to reverse it. Yeah, hit the little button that flips the screen around to the other way. So we see you and not the windows. That's hilarious. The, oh, so the windows are pretty, but you're pretty. We see, though, how you say so thin and beautiful, though, with all your workout equipment and your weights and your treadmill. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. Can you see me? <laughs> no, but we see your gym equipment. We see your gym equipment. There we go. There you are. Yay. Well, I can't see you because I turned the phone around. <laughs> we only have a couple <laughs> minutes anyway. I just wanted to ask you one more question. My favorite okay. group. I'm, I'm looking at the back of the phone. Shoot. Okay. <laughs> my, my favorite group of all groups of the 80s was Jabarge. And I know they broke up. And one, one of them, I believe, has passed away. But somehow, DeBarge is coming back, and I don't understand that. Yeah, I read it. All. Yeah, the group DeBarge is reuniting, and they're coming back. They just reunite without, and they replace those people the, who... The guy who passed out, who passed away. Did you know DeBarge? I love DeBarge. I never met DeBarge, but I knew their music, and I've watched their their stories on, on um, Unsung, but they should. You, it's easy. It's no rocket science. That's family. That's bloodline. That's bloodline. Of course they're going to reunite. Of course they would do that. We have no idea when it would take place. Well, I heard that they're supposedly doing something now, and I can't wait. I thought you would know about it. Well, no, I don't know about it, and, and, and rightfully so, because loose lips sink ships. There you go. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> and then we have another buddy we like. No, we gotta... Wait, wait. Uh, Central Park. What's his name? The actor who was married to the soap opera woman. The hell was his name? He said love, love is a beautiful thing. Oh, Leon. He's not a, he doesn't think disco. No, but Leon. Do you know Leon from Love is a Beautiful Thing? No. She, Leon is yeah. a famous. I met him at a club. Yeah. I met him. Yeah. Briefly after a club. I had a. Um, someone invited me to a club in a village to put Madonna on before she became famous and asked me to appear so that Madonna could um, do her thing. 
And I did, and, and Leon was there. And um, Madonna took off, and, and they still owe me $750. Oh, my God. <laughs> Leon, Leon owes you $750? No, not Leon. Oh, Madonna. Madonna. Oh, Madonna. Well, she's a putana anyway. But with that, <laughs> Leon is a friend of ours. I'll have to talk about that when I see him. Anyway, hold yeah. on. So, everybody, this is Sharon Brown. Sharon, she's, I love she's, you. She's so fabulous. So, Can I turn the phone around so I can see you? Um, yeah. you, you, you can turn it around because I want to just make sure everybody. So what shows you what show tell her what show you have uh, October? Uh, when is the the disco experience to October 28th? No, 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 no. October 26th. October 26th. Do you yes. have any other shows before that that you want to tell anybody about? You just missed uh, September 21st. I just left Staten Island, the St. George Theater. The video clips are all over Facebook and Instagram. You'll see a little bit of the, the, the show. I was blown away by the love that I received in Staten Island. It was so much so that I said, mm, maybe I should move back home because I'm thinking about moving back to New York, but I can't imagine living any other place than Staten Island now. Because Where, where are you living now? I'm in the South Shore of Massachusetts. I'm in Kennedy territory, baby. Oh, well, that's rough. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's very rough. I'm you in, totally need to, like, get your laugh recorded and get people to I use your that. laugh for stuff. It's fabulous. Listen, listen Sharon. Yes, no, baby. No bullshit. This is an honest, swear to God, invitation. If ever you come to L.A. and Palm Springs, you will call me, please. I will cook you the most fabulous Italian dinner, and we will have a wonderful evening. We'll get drunk. We'll sing. We have the piano. We have the, I have recording equipment here. You know, microphones. We do a whole show. We will have a ball. I love you. I think you're fabulous. Your career has been stupendous. You know all the people you should know. And thank you again for your music. And, and God bless you. You're a sweetie pie. Oh, thank you, Ron, so much. And I'm going to take you up on that Italian dinner because no, I, I love food. And, and, I don't, love and don't forget to hug and kiss Cece for me. I most certainly will. I'll hug and kiss her and we'll take um, a, a video and send it to you. I promise. promise. There you go. We also want to thank Soho Johnny because it's the yeah. classic this summer disco experience that you performed at. That was Soho Johnny's party that you met Eileen, which enabled Eileen to like introduce you to us to have you on the show. So we want to thank Eileen Shapiro. We want to thank Soho Johnny. And we want to thank you for being such a fabulous guest. We wish Wait, you all I luck in the world. I want to say one thing. You know, Sharon, we have almost 5 million people watching this show right now. I want to send the word out. Disco is not dead. Let's keep it going because it's a fabulous music. It was a fabulous time. And listen, and look at the wonderful people who did disco. So tell your friends, encourage everybody. Let's have disco. Let's play it. Let's dance to it. Let's enjoy it. Let's bring back the love that we had in disco. There you go. That's All right, Sharon. Thank you so much, Sharon. Thank you, Sharon. We'll talk to you soon. If you need anything, you let us know. Bye-bye, honey. Hugs and kisses. Thank you. Love you. Love you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye -bye. Love you more, Sharon. Yay. Eileen, a... Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> I love that laugh so much. It's so great. What All right, a everybody. lovely, lovely, lovely human being she is. I am so happy when I meet people like this. They make my day. She makes me happy. I like to be happy. All right, lovely, everybody. Lovely person. So lovely. listen up, you guys. We got to do a quick commercial, and then we got to call our next guest. But 
We want to thank everybody who tunes in every week, and we're, we're on about 150 platforms, but these are our main ones, and we want to thank everybody for listening on them. So you can hear us weekly on our home station of W4CY Radio. Uh, that's Wednesdays from 12 to 2 Pacific Time, 3 to 5 Eastern Time. You can hear us on K4HD Radio in L.A., Hit 1069 FM in New York, Jackalope Radio in St. Louis. We're on iHeartRadio, Stitcher, SoundCloud, iTunes, Audio Boom, Podomatic, Spreaker, Apple TV, and Podbean, and on to watch the videos and see the television, you can see us on YouTube, Celebra Media, VIP TV, Comcast, Roku, and Vimeo. Yay, I'm out of breath. You should be. There oh, and B. Claudia joined us earlier, so we want to say hi to B. Claudia from Germany because she joined us, and everybody in the chat room seemed to love it. But everybody out there, young, old, or whatever, if you're not familiar with disco, if you've never danced to it or listened to it, buy. The, they have it on television where for like $100 you get millions and millions of disco recordings of the greatest performers of disco disco music is an era it's not even a music anymore it's a part of history and i'm happy that i was a part of it the thrill of going to studio 54 with my friends from brooklyn and dancing to donna summers and and the great and the smoke coming down and the, the crazy things that they had falling from the ceiling and the wild stuff that went on at Studio 54. We only loved each other. Nobody hated. Nobody was writing on Facebook about beware of this one or negativity. Everybody was positive back then. Of course, everybody was loaded, but that's okay. They're loaded today on pot, which is legal. But back then, it was a happy time. Disco music makes you happy because it's a happy sound. So please promote it buy it go on spotify and stream it and stream it yeah tell everybody that we have to have disco again disco may save uh our country i know it sounds weird but disco music is magic absolutely all right so scott scotty J. yeah man do we have um scott DiCarlo online I mean, not on the line, but do we have him on? Is he? You see him there? Because I think we'll play his, his video, what I didn't do, and then we'll yeah, call. Scott, yeah, Scott's online. Okay, so uh, uh, Danielle, do you have uh, the video for Scott DiCarlo, what I didn't do? Yes. All right, so you guys both have it, so we'll play it on Enjoy, and then Scott, uh, then Scott, you can call Scott. <laughs> that was funny. All right, everybody. So our next guest is going to be the. Fabulous country superstar Scott DiCarlo. Uh, right now, we're going to get him on the line, so we're going to play his music video for the song What I Didn't Do. Here it is. I hope you guys like it. Enjoy. Places I won't go 
Scott DeCarlo's What I Didn't Do. What a fabulous country ballad. Everybody in the chat room is like loving it too. Scott, say something. Let's make sure we can hear you. Can you hear me? Hello. Hello. There you go. All right. Say something. Okay. Oh, no, no, hold on. We do the intro. For oh, the okay. Move it up. Speed it up. That's I'm, fine. I'm, I'm Just getting relax. Fucking bored. That's all right. All right, everybody. Now oh. we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with John Russell, the incredibly talented superstar country artist Scott DeCarlo. Hello and welcome to the show. What's happening, guys? Let me well, introduce you to everybody, starting off with my... still doing the bullshit. I, yeah. Okay, don't mess it up. When Comcast calls, I can't just send them a thing with a guy on there and they have no idea who he is. Now right, we got to so, do it all so over introduce, again. No, we don't. Just yes, fu- we gotta fucking do. introduce No, me. we're going to do it again because it's got to be good for the things. Here we go. All right, everybody, now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, the incredibly talented superstar country artist, Scott DiCarlo. Hello and welcome to the show. <laughs> I liked it better the first time. <laughs> Oh, well. Anyway, <laughs> I'm going to probably keep both of them in it. There you go. So you're DiCarlo from New Jersey. You're Italian. Wait, we, does he know who you are? This is Ron Russell. Say hi. I know Ron. Everybody knows Ron. Of course. So you're DiCarlo from New Jersey. you got to be Italian. A little bit. What do you mean a little bit? Just a little bit. DiCarlo I... was the Italian name. DiCarlo? Yeah, a little bit. My, my my mom remarried, so I took my stepfather's name. But the uh, my my father is uh, Polish Lithuanian, but there's Italian in the family too. Oh, okay. Well, well you're forgiven. <laughs> <laughs> Ron's Italian. In case you couldn't figure that one out. From Brooklyn. So hold on. Say <laughs> hi. Say Wait. hi to Scotty J. He's the man behind the boards. Hi, Scotty. Yo, Scott. I hope you have a good stiff drink. Oh no no. I I'm I'm drinking. P- Pedialyte. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like whiskey to me. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's it's it, it's Pedialyte, man. I spent the day with the 24-hour virus yesterday, so I'm trying to replenish myself. You gotta like love it. Then we have the lady. What, what, at the was she good? Oh God, no! I wish it was something like that. <laughs> <laughs> then we have the lady behind the boards in W4CY. Danielle, say hi to Danielle. Hi, Danielle. Hello, and welcome to the show. Oh, she gave you her fuck She's me voice. She's the one who's got the lady boner. <laughs> yeah. No, that, that, that's her fuck me voice. That, absolutely. Yeah, so. she gave you that voice. Yeah, you that, got lucky. That, 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 voice you. Means, that, that voice means you're in, no problem. Yeah, All right. Well, then we have a chat room. Meet her and it's over. Say hi to everybody in the chat room, and then you got a space special hi because Eileen's in the chat room. Hi, Eileen. Hi, everybody. There you go. You got to like Now, answer it. me a question. How what? does a guy from New Jersey have such a country western accent and voice because you don't sound like you know jersey city i don't know if i have a country accent absolutely you sound like a shit kicker when you sing (laughs) absolutely you sound country there's no jersey there at all um i don't know um probably I, i started going back and forth to nashville in like 2008 
I moved there in 2011, uh, 2012, and uh, I guess just being there maybe. Um, but I, I don't know. Because you sound like South Texas. Okay. <laughs> well, at least your music's good. I mean, I wouldn't want you to have a, a Jersey Turnpike accent no, <laughs> singing, no. singing country. <laughs> no, I that would be I, like me singing country. <laughs> I don't think I ever had that, though. A Jersey accent. Yeah, I don't think so. You were born in Jersey? I was, yeah. And you have the accent. You're just hiding it. That's possible. I, I can hide my Brooklyn accent. I can I can speak quite easily, you know, like they do in theater or television. But, but if I lose my angry, Brooklyn accent. When you get angry, it comes out, right? Because I'm told when I get angry. Tired. Tired. How about when you're tired? Um, yeah, maybe. But I'm, when Tired I'm, and angry. Yeah, he, it comes out when he's angry, yeah, too. Yeah, but when I'm tired, I slur my words. It's like, yeah, get over here. I can't do it no more. Get over here. <laughs> you know, who fuck is this shit about vowels? <laughs> so, all right, everybody, listen up. First of all, if you want to follow Scott DiCarlo, he is on Twitter. It's at Scott DiCarlo, S-C-O-T-T-D-E-C-A-R-L-O. On Instagram and Facebook, he's Scott DiCarlo Music. And Scott is a is an up and coming country music and superstar. He's, good. he's a he's, good good singer. He's very good. He's had two Billboard Top 100 hits. One of them is called "Having a Good Time." The other one is like called "I See Trouble Coming." You just heard the song we played a minute ago called uh, "What I Didn't Do." And last week we played something too that was really good. Okay, so now what is a guy from New Jersey? When does he get balls to go out and become a country singer? I mean, what what nerve? <laughs> you know. Um, I had been writing songs for years um, and not really knowing what to do with them. So I dealt with a couple of different producers and uh, the producers that I had been working with said, you know, each one of them, Hey man, this is, this is really country type of music. You should really be recording this stuff in Nashville. And, you know, I was ignorant to what Nashville was really. And, um, I, I met somebody who inadvertently invited me down in Nashville uh, to do some songwriting, and we did a couple demos together, and it just it just kind of naturally flowed. Um, but it was never a, a conscious decision to go, hey, you know, I want to play country music. Um, until I was there, and I kind of got bitten by the bug, so to speak. You know, like it's just it's just a completely different type of. But you're so good at it. Thank you. That, that's what I don't get. Do you think? Do you think in a past life you were a, a South Texan? Uh, <laughs> I don't know as much as um, I like to write the truth, you know. And I, I'm told that country music is three chords and the truth. Um, so maybe that's why. You don't think it's the spirit coming through of another person bringing you this? Because I know a lot of performers that believe that. Uh, they believe that they actually can feel the prior life and it shows look at these little kids four years old playing concert piano i mean yeah. tell me about that prodigies no yeah. they're not prodigy these are these are spirit. <laughs> these are people that are dead and they came back in the kid so hold on so go back though because it says in your bio that you were a police officer you were a sergeant police officer oh, cop. in new jersey which that's what i told danielle and that's when the lady boner went up she has uh -huh. this thing for cops uh -huh. so cop country she bangs singers. every cop in she like Calif has sex with all the all she the loves cops. california and so then I mean, uh, cops. so you stopped being a police officer uh how long were you a police officer 20 years 20, 20 years? You don't look old you? enough. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck are you? I'll tell you how old I am. Asking an artist how old he is is like asking a woman. Yeah, but you're like, no, 
spring chicken. You're another old bag. 20 <laughs> years on the force, and that's nice figure. 20, he was 20, that's 40. You're about 45 years old. No, probably 40. 38. No. Now, maybe it was like 18. <laughs> Either way. Yeah, how, okay, how, how, so you look terrific. You look like you yeah. got that whole country superstar thing going. You decided, okay, I'm a police officer, but I like to write country music, so now I'm going to... Did gonna... you ever shoot anybody? No. <laughs> you never killed anyone? That's not a nice question. Well, if I was a cop, I would kill a lot of people. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. Oh, yes, I would. I Cops go to jail. You can't just no, kill no, no. people. I would plant a gun on him and say he was going <laughs> to yeah, shoot me right. first. Hey, I'm from right. Brooklyn. I'm from Brooklyn. <laughs> do not, do not we did those things. <laughs> yeah, listen, Ron, you're, you're not allowed to join the community policing program, okay? We're <laughs> <laughs> yeah. coming from Brooklyn. They did that shit. You know, the cops would shoot somebody and then they put a gun in his hand. That was a gun that they had laying around for who knows where. So and hang they, on. Okay, so hold on though. Go on. Okay, so first wait, wait, of all, wait, wait. Do you give tickets to people? Of course. Not, in, up, not in years. But I mean, when you were a cop, did you give speeding tickets? Of course. I hated you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, I always, I always did it with a smile. Oh, thank you. You should yeah. unzip your pants. That would have been better. <laughs> because what's the name? Danielle would have been happy to get a ticket. <laughs> yeah. Right, Danielle? This show, gets, this show gets dirty. I know, but I don't want to get dirty. I want to talk about his music. I want to talk about his music, too, because it's good music. All I right. like it. So his website, you guys, is scottdecarlo.com. He shared the stage with Lee Bryce, Chris Young, <laughs> Tyler Farr, Granger Smith, Scotty McCreary, who we've I've actually met Scotty McCreary, Easton Corbin, Chris Johnson. Jansen, oh, I have to put glasses on. Chris Jansen and Aaron Lewis, who I actually met. Aaron Lewis, that's the same Aaron Lewis from Stained, right? Yeah. Who does country now. So I met him when he was in Stained. Yeah. Um, so, so you've had quite a lot of accolades. You have two Billboard hits. Now you have a brand new song that you co-wrote with Michael Schneider. I want to say hi to Michael since uh, uh, he's he's part of it. The name of the song is Share the Morning Light. We're going to play it. Uh, we're going to have you introduce it in a few minutes, and we're going to play it for people. But tell us a little bit about the song. Um. Uh, Michael called me up one day and, and uh, said that he had the makings of a song that he wanted me to collaborate with him on, uh, and I was honored to do so. Um, so I jumped the plane, went out to Indiana, and uh, we just penned it out. And it's uh, it's something that started out a little different, um, but it it turned out to be this beautiful little love song, you know, about somebody who just wants to make their way home to their sweetheart, you know, after working all week because, you know, they had to kind of uh, take a job somewhere else, you know, to make the ends meet, you know. So talking about sweetheart, do you have one? I do. I do. How long are you with her? Uh, just a few months. Oh, like how many months? Maybe <laughs> three or so, three or four. Three or four months. And who'd you have before that? No, no, don't talk about that. You can't Shut talk up. about that. I can talk about whatever I, I want. I know, but I want to play the song. We're we going to play the song first. I got to get some dirt. <laughs> I, I was married and divorced. That's where I'm going. So you were married and divorced. Does the new girl like you? <laughs> she hasn't been around long enough to not like me. Okay, good. Does she like your fucking music? That's important. She does like my music, yeah. Okay, then maybe you're going to marry her. All right, let's hear, right, hold your, on. No, no, let's wait, hear your song. Wait a second, hold on. So, so Scotty J, do you guys both have the song? Yep. Uh, share the morning light. Danielle, you got it, right? Danielle. She's, she's jerking mas off. She's masturbating. 
Hey, yes, Scott, I you're have thinking the song. About that stiff drink now, aren't you? No, not <laughs> Danielle's got the vibrator. Danielle, you have it, right? No, when yes, Danielle's vibrator it. goes on, her mic goes on. <laughs> All right, so oh we're going to do it on Enjoy then, and, and I'm going to let him introduce it. Right, Danielle? When, when your vibrator's on, your mic turns off? Absolutely. You can't have the sound in the background. <laughs> of course not. So, so you like what you like? So, this, Scott, wait, here's what up, you. You like this guy? I mean, he's gorgeous. I can't say no. And he sings now, country now, music. If, if you met him, oh, if Lord. you met him, would you spend the night with him? I mean, a lady he's... never kisses and tells. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but you're not always a lady. Yeah, that's, <laughs> look, a, la- a lady doesn't have to kiss or tell. All she has to do is suck. Listen, <laughs> I'm not a lady that. when it counts. Okay, what happens <laughs> well, behind that door is mine and his I mean that kind of suck. Business. I mean sucks. You know, like bad, like oh. that kind. You know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, right, you did, Ron. You right, you dirt. did. Jimmy has such a filthy mind. Anyway, so Scott, what you're going to do is you introduce the song. At the end of it, you say enjoy, because enjoy is the key word for them to hit the button to play it. Okay. All right, let's go for it. Here we go. Share the morning light. Now we don't hear it.
Yay! Yay! We're back, we're right? Back. We are back. We are live. All right, everybody. Now, now we share the morning light. Bye. Scott DeCarlo, who's on the line right now. Everybody in the chat room saying that they love it. They can hear it on country radio any day, and they, you have a built-for-country voice. Cool. That is a good voice, and that is a good song. And country's not my favorite, as you all know. But his I could listen to. Some of it's too nasal twanging. I mean, too hickey for me. Some of the country. Don't you think so? I don't know what the fuck they're talking about. <laughs> they, they say things like, and then she came down and going on and going over all the mountain going down there. The hell are they talking about? <laughs> At least yours I can understand. And you have a good voice. Let me tell you, you're a good singer. Do you ever sing other stuff? Like, uh, ball- like ballads or anything? We played a ballad before when we called him. Who could hear? I don't hear shit, shit on this show. <laughs> you heard it. He plugged us in and you listened to him. We talked about what a great ballad it was, right? But when he was no, on no, the No, 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 not that kind of ballad. Oh. He did say he oh. was high, Jimmy. He said I he know. was high. No, yeah. no, I'm not meaning that ballad song. I'm meaning like a Frank Sinatra ballad. Oh, that uh, kind of. I guess I could. I, I haven't, but I guess the, cla- I could. the classics I'm talking, like a Johnny Mantha's song or a Frank Sinatra song. I, I have not, but I could probably. Do you know who Johnny Mathis is? I do. Okay. Of course, he knows Johnny Mantha. You never Johnny know. Johnny Mathis is the only performer that can hold a note forever, clear and clean as a whistle, without losing it or vibrating. All right. So here, let's go back to this now. All right. So that was Share the Morning Light, you guys. First of all. It's available on all digital download platforms. It's also available on all the streaming platforms. So stream it. He's got a music video that's going to be coming out soon. And uh, we want everybody to watch it. Also, it had nice words. Yes. I like the lyrics. Some lyrics stink, but your lyrics are good. Thank you. so do you write the music or the lyrics, or yeah. who wrote, who did who what between you and Michael? Did, or you both do both? Who wrote uh, the lyrics for this? Uh, believe it or not, uh, Michael, that uh, Michael came up with the music for that song, uh, and we we collaborated on the lyrics. <clears throat> okay, there you go. I love it. Good lyrics. Lyrics are so important. You know, I'm hundred. In my day, lyrics <laughs> made the song, and the lyrics were very important in those days to to tell you how much you love the person you're with and stuff. Yeah. We've lost lyrics and music. I mean, I could tell a story. Jimmy could tell it better of that guy you were managing or you knew that he, the black fella from uh, uh, Tito Jackson, Tito, Tito Jackson did a song. You want to hear the lyrics? Sure. Tell him the lyrics. Get it, baby. <laughs> That's me. That's it. They that, said, get it, baby. That's and all he said. They said, get it, baby. And they said, get it, baby, about... I don't know, 600 times in the song. That was the lyric, and, Get It Baby. And oh, there was either six or eight pr- people credited as the writers to the song. For the lyricists, okay? <laughs> it took let me ask th- you, did, did Danielle feel good about the song? Uh, oh, I don't. we didn't have him on the show. <laughs> so no, <I> <laughs> no. She probably, <laughs> she probably would have said, okay. I got no. it. Wait, let's say like okay, because because basically like you know you're like you're you've got some great accomplishments. You've accomplished great things um, because you're not a household name. You're still on your way up. Uh, well, he's going to be big because his music is clean and nice and normal, and country people like that. They don't like jazz, you know, fooling around stuff. It's real. Well, it tells real a story. Country. I mean, the country music it's, tells it's a story. It's not hick. It's not hick. Of course not. You know. Um, but let me finish some talking. Some of it is so hick. That's okay. No, I don't like the. Do you hick like one. the really hicky country music, or I, like who are I who are you? Who are some of your country music influences? That if you're listening to the radio, who do you listen to? Or if you're going on Spotify, who would you listen to? I like I like a lot of the old Tim McGraw stuff. Um, yes. The the older Garth Brooks. I, I'm really not 
Garth too, Brooks. Yeah, I'm not too fond of the newer stuff from Garth Brooks, but uh, his older music was very inspirational for me. Um, Kenny Chesney, a lot again, a lot of the older stuff, but some of his newer stuff is really cool. Um, uh, Waylon Jennings, obviously. Yeah, yeah, uh, Waylon Jennings. You're naming is awesome. all the biggies. These are the really super people. You don't like the nasal twangers, right? No, well, you know what? I, maybe the only nasal twanger, maybe Hank Williams Jr. He was he was accused of being a nasal twanger. Yeah, uh, I, he wasn't one of my favorites. Um, but I like him. I, I love his stuff, and and Willie Nelson. Oh uh, well, actually, Willie Nelson. Nelson. Willie Nelson was the one that was accused of being a nasal twanger. If I'm definitely, but he's the king of country. But he is, yeah. Um, I mean, I never was a fan of his. You know who I liked very much from my day. I can't think of her name. She's so famous. I go out walking after midnight out in the sunshine, out in the in the moonlight. Um, the famous girl, yeah, I, I don't the know. famous uh, one, famous. I know, but that doesn't country mean... singer of the 1950s. Actually, Beale know who it is. Oh my God, she's so famous. Actually, and... Danielle just texted me that she's going to put all your music in. She's Wait, gonna somebody help music. me out with this because I did something and I have to credit her. It's not nice. Well, if you can't remember. They made movies about her. She's like the best country singer ever. Patsy Cline. Patsy 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 Cline. How could I forget her name? Now, Patsy Cline did good country. Uh, She twanged every now and then, but she did good country in my day. I like twanged every now and then. Yeah, every now and then there was a little <laughs> bit of a twang. Lo, do you like any of the like like the like like a Carrie Underwoody kind of like person, or who are some females? No, the no one, like, the no on. one stink. Uh, please don't uh, answer. No, I, yeah, I, Miranda Lambert. Uh, okay, is cool. Um, I, you know, I, I like Carrie Underwood. Some of Carrie Underwood stuff is really good. Um, I, she's got an incredible voice. Um, but I, I not not really. I can't think of any female country artist that is really um winona somebody that well yeah well i don't consider her a newer country artist i consider her some she's she's yeah, no a, she's been around forever I, little, I was talking yeah. you know, i was talking about kind of like well that's what ones. i like about your country music it's not today's junk you have a classic sound to your music <laughs> it sounds like good uh country good country that i know and that's what I like it. Some, some we've had some artists on that were country of today, and it didn't even sound like country. It sounded I don't know what the hell it sounded like. It you sounded know, like jazz combined with something with a ukulele. I don't know. <laughs> country music today is 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 becoming a melting pot. You know, so every yeah, what's with genre, it? Every genre is in country music because country is is um, they're they're trying to compete with pop music right so they're becoming the new pop like a few years back country music was very rock and roll you know now that's it's not, right now it's not very rock it's very pop so you know it, it's it's very inspiring to a writer because you can try different things you know you can you can you can inflict different um sounds and 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 um uh, genres into your country, so to speak. Yeah, but yours is yours is country clean. 
Thank if you. there's such a actually, thing. no, because he's actually because like you've got a bunch of different types of songs. Yeah, but the ones um, I heard. So because he's got because so, because your your description and what people I, I googled you to find out what other people say about you, and they say that you have your own sound. It's a soulful country kick-ass rock mm. sound, but it but but all the songs sound like they come from the heart. You know that you actually tell a story. People get the story. They comprehend the story. They like the story. So so uh, there's no. no there's no bad stuff written about you because we I Google every guest who comes on to see what the rest of the world says and whether you're really famous or on your way up or just getting started. You know, people have have people who say something about them and nothing bad comes up about you at all. Uh, everybody, you know, thinks that you're like going to be one of the next big uh, country superstars. So I think that you're on your way to uh, pleasing a lot of people And country music next to hip hop is probably the most popular genre of music that there is at the moment. It's a either you like it or you don't music. I have to say though, the ballad that we played when we before you came on, what I didn't do, I right. thought that was like that was such a beautiful song, and it could really go everywhere. It could be adult contemporary. I mean, it really fits on like all the different platforms. That's and, why I said his music is classic. Yeah, and that's what I, I like that I a like lot. I like classic. Music. I just recut that song actually. I just re re-recorded that um, about two weeks ago in Nashville, um, just just to put a uh, a fresher sound to it. <clears throat> Excuse me. Now, are you appearing anywhere where people can go see you? Right now, I'm not. Um, I'm more focused on writing and recording some stuff, and there will be some shows in the future. I just have not ironed out, you know, when. And do you have an EP that's going to be coming out soon? Uh, nope. Uh, I'm just releasing singles at this moment. Um, it just seems to be the way that everything is going uh, right now, where singles are... The you know like uh, the last time I put out a full length or an EP, um, you know you you kind of see they just fall you know whereas you you want to promote the single and let the single take it and then promote another single instead of wasting you know all your time and money on a full length um, recording. Well, because, well, that way every song is I, good too. Th that's why years ago we had what was called forty fives. Right. A, a right. forty-five. One side was your song you wanted. The other side was the the crappy the B side. The B side. The crappy <laughs> song. So it gave you a choice. Those B sides were great, though. Yeah, I like a some lot of, of them the too. B sides outdid the A sides. There's no question right. about it. But the majority of the B sides were just there to put it there. But yeah. the A side was what you bought. And I wish they'd do that again. Come back with some kind of a forty-five idea. Right. So let's go. Let's go back. First of all, what do you think is one of the the greatest country songs of all time? Since you're a country music fan, uh, and as you're thinking about that, also be thinking about uh, if you were going to have a bucket list, and now Scott DiCarlo was going to go on on a worldwide tour opening for whoever the fuck he wanted to open for. Who would Scott DiCarlo pick to be his top three bands that he thinks would be like great to open for? The top three bands. Well, first of all, the the, the the best country song, uh, I think, I, I, there's not one. There are so many because e each one of them tells a different story. Um, and I, I would, I would be, um, I would be doing a disservice if I said what was the best country song. Uh, my I don't mean best though, because everybody is going to have a different idea. Everybody's got their. Everybody's own got their idea. I mean, like favorite. Like you, I have a favorite rock song. I have a favorite. You know, song that I go to all the time. Yeah, that but I, like, I'm like him. To. I wouldn't be able to tell you my favorite songs. There are so many. You pick you, a Johnny that, Mathis song because you like Johnny Mathis. Yeah, but there's so many Johnny Mathis songs I love. <laughs> I mean, if you said to me, which is my favorite Johnny Mathis song, I'd say, I don't know. Okay, so blow that question off. And who are the who would you like to who would you like to go on tour with? Um, you know, I, I 
the people that I've played with, um, out of all of them, I, I think I would like to go out on tour with Lee Bryce. You know, he was a lot of fun. <clears throat> um, super nice guy to spend time with. I played with him several times. Um, and each time it was just a, just a great experience. And, you know, he, he's one of the, one, one of the best performances that you want to see him. Chris Jansen is phenomenal, phenomenal performer. Um, you know, and I, I want to, if, if I'm going to go out there and play with people, I want to be challenged. I want to, I want to bring the open, if I'm the opening act, I want to, I want to bring something so that, you know, people remember, you know, because after the opening act, you know, the main act comes on and they, they tend to forget, you know, and, you know, I'm the kind of guy I want to leave a lasting memory, you know, so the impression. Yeah. Um, so I, I guess my top choice would be Lee Bryce um, because I played with him before. And it's 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 a good um, connect. Um, Say hi to Carol, because whoever Carol is she said lee bryce is good she loves it other people are saying people like gilbert brantley uh brantley gilbert. <laughs> everybody's got their favorite and what they want and who they want to okay. be with how, anyway how about your favorite who's not a country singer who do you listen to if it's not country that's the question hands down um i, I love rock and the best rock out there right now is shine down Ah, they got a new song too right now. I listen to it all the all the time. I'm listening. I, it's it's on my playlist on Spotify. So if you weren't a country singer, you would want to be a rock singer. Uh, I always wanted to be a rock singer. Um, I you know again I told you before you know country was something that I I stumbled into, um, but I always wanted to be a rock singer. I grew up loving, you know Bono and and Freddie Mercury. Um, David Bowie, um, you know, just journey, rock and roll, you know, like Boston, you know, ZZ Top, Ted Nugent, all the rock, rock kind of people, you know, that was always where I wanted to be. Um, but I kind of stumbled into country because of the way that I write. I always wanted to be Cary Grant and I stumbled into this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Cary Grant was happy about that. <laughs> Actually, Cary Grant's house is less than a mile from and ours. And I want to buy it. He it wants up, to buy it so bad. It, it went on the market for three and a half million, and nobody's in it. They never. It's been a year now. We go by, nobody's there. I think they're holding it. The and chat room loves Shine. And they're down. probably going to sell it for five million. The chat room agrees with you though that Shine Down rules. Yeah. And uh, isn't that don't they have a song monster? Is that one of their songs? Yeah, yeah. I love that song. I listen to that song all the time. Yep. <laughs> it's such a great song. I love it. I think it's fabulous. What you, what's, okay. your, what's your favorite movie? I'm curious to know what kind of movies you like. Um, well, obviously I love action movies. Um, but, um, Okay, what are some of your action well, movies no, that you like a lot? I'm going somewhere because he reminds me of Jason a little bit. Oh, uh, no. Stepman, Jason Stepman. Oh, yeah, Statham. Ron yeah. has a crush on Jason Statham. Oh, no, I don't have a crush on him. I like him. I like his Do you work. know who Jason Statham is? Yeah. He's, all, he's in all the action movies. He loves Jason Statham movies because he doesn't like action movies a whole lot, but if it's a but Jason I Statham Jason, movie, he loves it. Jason is so cool. Especially all those Fast and Furious movies. Yeah, and he's so cool about it, and he's so, like, he beats people up. And, and he's all them. laid back, and in the chat room, they're talking about how laid back you are. Uh... Uh, Scott, they're talking about how what a laid-back country artist you are, and he loves Jason Statham, so it kind of all goes together. I'm, he's more, a good, 
I'm more of a diehard guy, you know. Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis. Bruce you know, Willis. Just that, that kind of cool, you know, uh, you know, I'm going to smoke a cigarette and then kill you kind of thing, you know. Right. <laughs> right. Where, whereas Jason kills you and then smokes a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> That's freaking hilarious. But All I, right. I like those action movies, too. But what do you think about horror movies? I don't like them. Me neither. I, I'm, I love I'm in all of them, by the yeah, way. Listen, we, we we live right. We live life. Life sometimes can be a horror movie. I don't need to go right. put it on You're a right. television or something. I I, so I, I don't like horror movies at all, and I'm in five of them. How do you like them apples? And when I do them, I laugh. I think they're so stupid. His new song that he wrote with Michael J. Schneider is called "Share the Morning Light." We played it, download it, uh, Spotify, stream it, whatever you can do. Support indie artists. They need it. And get all his other music. You're going to love it. Especially check out what I didn't do because I like absolutely loved it. We want to thank you for coming on the show. We want to thank everybody for tuning into the show. And we'll see thank everybody you. else next week. And thank it was fun well. meeting you. And keep us posted with shows and stuff so we can let everybody know. All right, yeah. Scott. And thank you so much. Thank when you. you're working, we'll come to see you perform also. There you go. So thanks for coming on our show. Thanks. Bye. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. All right, everybody. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks for tuning in to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, and have a great weekend, and we'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Jimmy. Yeah. Jimmy. This is Jimmy. I'm Aussie. I'm just chilling. Jimmy Star, you're all sitting down and designing. Why every man never thinking? What are we going to be wearing? Yo. I'm a Liverpool MC. You can't test me. Big up the girls inside the party.